This is the Emergency Medical Minute. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Right. We have a medical minute. All right, you're, you're gonna get smarter with this medical minute, but it'll be a little bit painful because we gotta look at some diagrams. All right, so the other day I had a seven-day-old who was kind of jaundiced, looked kind of ugly, kind of yellow. They all look ugly at that stage, right? They're not really that beautiful when they come out. So it was a seven-day-old jaundiced brought in by mom specifically stating the bilirubin is too high. We need, we need phototherapy, we need the UV lights. But we do deal with this from time to time and it comes up infrequently enough that we kind of need some little reminders of why do we do this, when do we do this, what the heck is going on here. So a few things to know about babies. So they are all physiologically jaundiced. So in an adult, bilirubin levels are normally less than one. In normal infants, kind of term infants without any medical problems, they peak out at about eight or nine. And so that's kind of a normal process for all babies to be a little bit yellow. And there are a few reasons for that. And now, now we have to refer to our diagram. So this, we all fondly remember where Billy Rubin comes from. So I'll try to do a super simplified version. So 90% of your bilirubin comes from the breakdown of red blood cells. And there are a lot of enzymes that help to break that down and bind it, uh, a lot of interesting biochemical pathways. But basically after some modification in the bloodstream, it either goes to the liver, which is where most of it is supposed to go, or to the brain, which is generally considered bad, especially in infants. So in the liver, it's further conjugated, it gets excreted through kind of the gallbladder into the intestines, and then a lot of it will go out in the stool or the urine. But there is a loop that comes back where some of it gets converted uh, in the lining of the intestine to actually circulate back into the circulation. So a few reasons why, uh, relating to this diagram, why infants uh, get a high bilirubin. Number one, um, they have fetal red blood cells, which are a lot more fragile. So fetal red blood cells recycle a lot more quickly, especially at birth, than adult red blood cells do. Also, their hematocrit is higher. It's like 50 to 60, as opposed to kind of 35 to 45 for an adult. So that's one reason why they get increased bilirubin. Um, the second is their enzymes are not mature in the liver. So one of the enzymes in particular, the, the uh, activity rate in an infant is actually less than 1% of the activity rate in an adult. So they're not able to conjugate it very well in the liver. And then the third one is, you know, I mentioned that there's kind of this feedback loop uh, from the gut to the liver where it gets recycled. The reason that doesn't happen in adults is because we've got really rich gut flora uh, that kind of metabolizes that bilirubin further and it just gets excreted in the stool. But what, what, what does the intestine of a newborn look like? It's like pristine, right? They don't have any bacteria in there. So a lot of that uh, uh, bilirubin, instead of getting converted, just recycles straight back to the liver. So that's kind of reasons why um, infants are jaundiced. There are some risk factors that will make them any more, uh, even more jaundiced. So if they have temperature instability, if they have poor feeding, if they had hypoxia at birth, and interestingly, uh, if they're East Asian descent, then they'll, those will all be kids that are predisposed to having higher bilirubin. So those are ones to watch out for. Those are kind of the questions. If you were seeing a little baby here, 
and mom says, oh, he's not feeding that well. And you're like, man, that kid looks yellow. Uh, you want to ask some of those risk factor questions. And then there are also, of course, a whole host of like weird predisposing genetic uh, conditions. So when do we get the, put these kids under lights? Anybody know how to decide? Like they just look yellow. Like do we take this sheet over and hold it up to them? And like if they're close to that color. So we draw a level, right? We draw a total bilirubin level. And it's a little bit like our Tylenol dosing where we have to look at the four hour level and eight hours and 10 hours or whatever. You just get out your handy dandy nomogram, which is called the Bhutani nomogram or their online calculators and just see how many hours of birth they are. So this is really important actually to know not just what day they were born, but what hour they were born because your nomogram is gonna be dependent on that. And then it'll give you these risk zones of whether they need the Billy lights or not. So last thing, like how does the phototherapy work? The short answer is nobody really knows, but um, <laughs> basically only the blue spectrum in the, in the light spectrum uh, is effective for converting the bilirubin that's present in the capillaries to a water soluble form and then it just gets excreted. So we don't, it's not good enough to just like open the drapes and set your infant there. I mean, you, you will get some <laughs> conjugation of bilirubin, but um, they'll also get a sunburn. Uh, so they're supposed, sp supposed to specifically get the blue spectrum and then uh, again, that converts it to a water soluble form and, and they should be okay as long as that's what the nomogram is dictating what to do. So, all right. <laughs> oh, and the, the thing we didn't really touch on, the reason that we do this is because bilirubin crosses the blood-brain bar barrier. It's not as much of an issue in adults. It's actually probably not what causes encephalopathy in our, um, in our liver patients, although it may be a contributing factor. But in infants, it can cause uh, irreversible brain damage. So, you know, that's why we do it for the little infants. Thanks. Hello, EMM listeners. We are dedicated to providing you with high-quality educational content free of charge and without ads. As a nonprofit organization, we rely solely on donations. So if you enjoy our show and are able to make a one-time or recurring donation to help cover our operational costs, any amount is helpful in making this show possible. Click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you.